Hello, friends. Welcome to Season 4 of the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Edwin Adams, and today, wow, what a great conversation I had with Dr. Tim Reed. Some of you might remember him from Season 2, Episode 56. Well, let me tell you, he is back with some perspectives on growth and transformation that are that are just absolutely stellar. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. We cover a lot about what he's learned in 2021, how he evaluates information and p- puts that into practice and and kind of makes it his truth. Second, we talk about uh, how to shift our perspectives and see opportunity and then lastly, habits and beliefs. So, wow, there's a lot packed into this episode, and I'm glad to get started right now. Tim, um, way back in season two, episode 56, we covered a lot of stuff. I mean, I had to listen to the episode three times, read the transcript, we covered a lot of high-level stuff from mindset to uh, purpose to you being one of seven kids to fatherhood, uh, life hacks, fitness. Um, I want to go into three areas today that I, I think will resonate on, but they're they're a little bit deeper than, than where we went last time. And those three areas are information uh, and, and how you assimilate information because we're in a clearly in an information age, but we're also in a pandemic space and a health and fitness space that's really confusing for people because of the the type of information that's out there. So I'm, I'm curious about how you discern information into action. So that's, that's one. Uh, number two is an issue that I see happening all the time that's, that keeps people stuck or stagnant, and that's their perspective. So I'm interested in how you shift perspectives in order to see opportunity better. And yeah. then um, lastly, we're coming up on the new year, Tim. So I know habits and and goal setting seems to be important for people for the first four weeks of the year, and then they forget about it. So I'm, I'm interested in longevity of habits. So those are the three areas I'd love to talk about. And then any wisdom that you impart on on the listening audience, you know, I'm all in because you're you're one of the smartest people I know and, and someone who does not remain still stuck or stagnant very long, you, you figure it out and you overcome. So how does that sound to you? That's yeah, that's good. You'll, uh, you'll have to lead me through it with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to so, have you recall those three questions, but um, sure. let's um, you, you mentioned to me before we started this call that you've learned a lot over the past year. And I would argue that a lot of people maybe did not learn a lot this year. They 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 shrunk in in their scope. They became safe and secure. They became small. And I'm generalizing it. I appreciate that. And I'm not trying to insult anyone. But when yeah. you say you've learned a lot, that's a different conversation that I hear happening. So I'm really interested in in your source of information. Um, uh, that allowed you to learn a lot. Let's just start there. What did you learn? How did you learn it? Man. <laughs> I know that's a big yeah, question. There's, yeah, there's just so many. Honestly, it's uh, it's just wild. 
I will, I guess I'm going to start off this part of it by saying, like you said that I'm a smart guy and I could like to think that I'm not a fool, but also like the, the amount of stuff that I've learned over this past year, even over the past couple of months, like from, I have my doctoral degree, the people that I'm learning from don't have doctoral degrees, but when I have conversations with them about other areas of life that maybe I, I don't want to say I'm lacking in, but when I start having conversations, it's like, man, like you guys are so wise, but then yet there's, um, you know, obviously like they don't have a doctoral degree and it's just, how can I say that the right way? I guess in that I've realized that there's just a whole lot more to learn. And then, and even just talking recently with somebody, I feel like I'm really hypercritical of myself of just wanting to understand things. But then when I don't understand them, I, I don't want to say I get frustrated, but I just know that I can understand it more because there's just more to know. And then I want to figure it out. So then I dive into figuring it out. But then all of a sudden I realize that maybe my ego is getting attached to trying to figure that out. And then it's like, is that something that's really of value right now? And then I'll kind of pull back and assess it. And I feel like that's honestly something that I've learned because I've went down rabbit holes of certain things. And it's like, is this really, do I really need to be this in depth at this right now at this point in my life? Or do I just need to allow myself to be and be like, yeah, just allow myself to be and grow throughout this grow, grow throughout the process. And so that's part of the, I suppose like that's one of the things that I've learned is just, there's a lot of areas to grow, but if you, yeah, but if you go down a hole too much, like you're, or even just the idea of healing yourself, for instance, like, I had a person, I'll say like, a, I had a personal relationship this year that kind of messed with me a little bit and it triggered some stuff from my past, which I mean, I'm good with being open about it because I now understand it. But I back in back when you and I were talking January, um, February, March was business was good. Everything was exciting. I would say I was kind of, I don't want to say I was content because I was still moving forward, but then ended up getting into, it wasn't really a relationship, but ended up making this connection that, uh, that was, I don't want to use the word toxic necessarily, but it triggered some old stuff from my past, which then I was like, man, like I thought I was done with that. I thought I was healed from it. And it took me down this, it took me down this path of assessing that learning more about it and healing myself even more, which then made me realize like, this is a never ending process. Like this is stuff like this is going to continue to be triggered. I just need to be again, more aware of my, of my ego and um, not ego as in like arrogance, but just ego as in like, man, like this stuff really got to me and it's, and it's allowed to get me, but then I just have to be aware of the fact that like that kind of hurt me a little bit it's okay to hurt me, but I've still got to move on from it instead of being, you know, so attached to a, a certain outcome, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Was that a bunch of rambling or did that answer anything? Well, I think that that speaks to something deep for, for, for me, Tim. Um, so let's talk about emotions for just a second. I think we've all yeah. experienced a lot of emotions over the past year, the primary one being fear. And I think it has stirred up in a lot of us something from our past. And it, I don't know if you know, Dr. Daniel Amen, he has, um, he's the brain health guru. Yeah, I follow, yep. I uh, love Dr. Amen. Well, he, he, he wrote a book recently called, um, oh, I'm going to mess up the name, but something like Taming Your Dragons. 
So there are nine dragons that are just part of part of who we are as humans. And and those dragons are going to breathe fire on you periodically. And you've got to know how to tame the dragon. But the dragons are um, attached to some experience in your past. And when something in your present fires up the dragon, you number one need to be aware, okay, my dragon's on fire and he's breathing hard. And number two, why is it coming up now? So let me right. pause before I react and respond. And yeah. let me go tame my dragon rather than become a victim to the dragon and incinerate, you know? Um, so I think you're speaking to something that we are not aware of, that, that most people are not aware of is those dragons breathing. So your dragon breathed. Um, were you able to identify the episode in the past that, that triggered the emotion that you're still holding on yeah. to? Yeah. And, uh, I was, and it was, and that's again, like why I say, like I learned a lot is because I understood it to the extent that I could understand it. But then when I was able to have a conversation with somebody else about it, then they were able to help me connect the dots even more. And then now like, you know, so that was again, January, February, March, solid April, May, things kind of, well, shit, what's going on right now. But then I had the conversation and then now it's been able like it's transferred over into other areas of my life, so to speak, of just understanding the being more conscious, being more aware, being aware of the ego and just letting it be there. Like, you know, of almost just naming it. And then when it shows up, it's like, Hey, what's up, Fred? It's like, go sit your ass down, you know, like, thanks for showing up, looking out for me, but I'm good. And then just going on with it. And yeah, that's wisdom yeah. right there. I think that's something brilliant that, that you've learned and become aware of over the past year. And I, I hope people just paid attention to that. If not, go rewind, what, four minutes and capture the essence of what Tim just said, because I think that's, that's what's impairing people's ability to transform. And I'll get into transformations later and specifically how you do that. Um, but when people feel the emotion, they they categorize that as truth, in my opinion. So right. I'm feeling really shitty, so to speak. Um, and that's just the way it is. And, and they suffer for a very long period of time, not realizing that they have the power to shift that perspective that we'll talk about in just a minute. So is that right. what you find a lot of in the clients that you serve is, is a lack in the, a, a lack of self-awareness maybe. And the yeah, we'll just start there. Yeah, <clears throat> probably. Honestly, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the people that I work with, um, I'll even say like I've learned a lot too about how like we all are reflections of each other. Like we're all mirrors. Like there's something you know the reason why certain people connect is because you see certain things in them that you see in yourself. And I've realized like that's a lot of the people that a lot of the clients that I do work with is like, when I hear them talk about their goals and why they're important to them, it's like, man, like you're speaking my language. They say the same thing to me. And so I think it is one of those things of, um, I guess even going back to the idea, like they, whether it's from my Instagram posts or the way that we have DMS to where they're like, you know what, I feel like I can trust this guy. I'm going to get on a call with him. Like I, I feel like when they get to that point, of getting on a call with me to talk about onboarding into the program, they are vulnerable and they're open because they realize that I'm the same kind of person. And then in that vulnerability, they start to share, this is the stuff that's holding me back. 
and it's perfect. I get it. But you're at this point now to where you don't want that anymore. Right. It's like, yeah, like I'm done with it. It's like, all right, then you just need to do this, this, and this, you stay accountable to it. I'll support you, guide you. You're going to make the changes and we don't know what those changes are yet. They're going to happen, but as they happen, then we just continue to adjust to make sure that you're seeing the changes that you want to see. And it's, and I feel like that's even going back to my own thing of like what I just shared, you said, um, like that, the awareness, the name in my ego and letting it sit down, like that's wisdom. But that took a lot of like life experience, trauma in the past, pain, and then my own introspection on it. But then my own opening up about it to somebody to be like, oh, yeah, like this is this is how you this is my way of interpreting it. Me listening to their lessons, being brutally honest with myself, implementing that and then continuing to reflect on it as intensely as I want. And then now I'm at a point to where I understand it even more so. So it's, it's, yeah, like it is wise, but it didn't just happen like, Hey, I'm wise. And I understand this. It was a lot of experience. And then, you know, having the conversation with the right people to where they said that something the right way to where it clicked and I could understand it even better. And then continuing to implement it over, you know, the next few months to understand it even more. And I feel like that's something that I've realized in the, yeah. in the change in my clients too, is that they go through some stuff and then they realize, or they go through some stuff. They're like, man, I really need to change. You seem like you're the kind of guy that can, that can help me do that. Why do you say that? It's like, because you say everything that I feel. And it's like, I get it. Cause I've been through some shit too. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, like I, I want to do this, 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 and this. And I was like, well, what's holding you back? It's like, I just don't know how to do it. It's like, you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to start doing it, put together something. And then, you know, and then eventually throughout the program, they I mean, shit, it's way more than fitness and nutrition. I've got, I've actually had clients that have quit their jobs and went and started their own businesses because they're like, dude, like this stuff has changed the way that I think about everything now. And even I've got a 62 year old client that his business is, he was actually a 62 year old client. Um, well, he's 62 now. He was 61 when he started, but uh, he was going through some life stuff before starting with me. His parents is both, or his, his dad had passed away earlier. His mom had passed away about a year before working with me. And he was at 61. He showed me texts that he was texting his kids saying that he was ready to be done with life. But then he saw a TikTok of mine and he asked, he's like, where does your calm come from? And this was back in July of last year. He actually just messaged me, popped up on my screen. But uh, he, um, but yeah, he said, he's like, where does your calm come from? And I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's necessarily a calm, but it's just, I have figured out that the one thing in life, or how did I say it? I can't, I remember sending him an email about it. And because he read reached out to me an email and he said, why are you so calm about the life you're living? How are you so confident? And I told him, I said, I said, the one thing that I've figured out about life is that I'm never going to have it figured out, but I'm, but that's not going to stop me from taking it to the next level. And then within a month he was on my call schedule. And then now he's, his business is growing faster than it was. And he's actually looking at expanding. He's actually looking at buying property in Nebraska just because, um, yeah, it's crazy. But like, that's the thing is it, it starts off as fitness and nutrition. And then you start to be like, you become accountable to this transformation. And then you realize that you can't actually do it. You realize what you're capable of. And then you start implementing the same kind of principles into other areas of your life, which 
is the same stuff that I'm doing. I've learned a lot about the principles of fitness and nutrition for a very long time. Now I'm implementing those same kind of disciplines and the intensity at which I learned to accelerate growth in other areas, which is again, why this year has been a crazy type of growth for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot there two, two, I know it. <laughs> two things stood out for me uh, in particular is that, you know, somebody can look at you through your social media channels and go, this guy has it all figured out. Um, wow. I, I, that's not me. But, but what I hear you saying is that everybody's walking around with their dragons and, and they're all breathing fire. And, and the best thing that, that we can do is understand that or know that information that everybody's got breathing dragons and right. you know what we can give them grace. We can give them pause for understanding and we can probably align with everyone that we come in contact with because we're all feeling the same nine dragons at some point in our life. Yeah. That would make every, like that would make the world a way more happier place. Cause you get into some people to where you can just tell they're bitter and it's like, man, it's like, I really wish that you weren't bitter right now, but I'm not, I can't do anything for you because you know, like it's just the way you are right now, but then could run into them, you know, a couple months down the road. And it's like, yo, what changed? It's like, yeah, remember that conversation you and I had? It's like that little thing that you said to me, like it actually did kind of open my mind up to blah, blah, blah. And it caused me to do this and this. And it's like, shit, good, good stuff, you know? And yeah. Well, the coffee other shop conversations, uh, we, uh, that's why we have coffee shops on every corner is to give you the opportunity to have dialogue with someone else. I love that. Um, so the other thing was, I, I think Google has screwed everybody up, Tim, because the access to information, since we're still on the information bubble, we can, we can find out workout programs, right? We can find nutrition recipes. We can find the latest fad information instantaneously. So it's not the acquisition of information. It is the implementation of information into a new process, a new, I hate to say habit, but I'm talking habits here, but at the core of that is belief. So how do you find information to believe in, to call your truth? I, I, what, what's, the, what's the criteria for information to become your truth? Oh, gosh. And, and maybe let me give you some context. You know, there are a lot of Instagram doctors out there. I think that's the term uh, maybe I, he I heard somebody use recently. Instagram doctors who know everything about vaccines and viruses. So I'm not trying to get political or polar, right. but there's a lot of good information. And me as a healthcare professional, you as a healthcare professional, a lot of bad information out there that people are resting a belief on. And that belief is driving their behavior through habits. So you're a transformational coach. How do you help people with information feed a belief that drives the habit that creates the action that creates positive change? Ooh, I'm trying to, yeah. Um, that's a I big think, question. Not a lot of right yeah, answers. No, that's a good one. I, I think for me, because uh, one of the things you said, I can't remember exactly what it, um, what it is, but like people like things to be complex. They think when it's too easy, like it's not really going to work. There's a, I can't remember, like I could look it up. It's like a complexity, not complexity syndrome or anything like that, but there's a word for it of like people almost 
expect things to be complex and if they're not complex then they don't work. But one of the things that I will say as far as getting people to, uh, I might have to have you ask that question if I, if I go off topic, but I think it's just telling, like telling people up front, I'll, yeah. So there was a, actually a gentleman that I was working with 40 years old, an oral surgeon, um, was vegetarian. His goal was to put on muscle and, but he was a vegetarian. So we had to pay attention to his protein and he, but he's like, but I don't have time to meal prep. I was like, perfect. Me neither. You don't need to. But the thing is, is that when, or what I told him is that there's a lot of coaches out there that will say that you need to do this, this, and this, and we guarantee that you will gain 20 pounds or whatever. And what I told him was like, honestly, like, I don't know what your body's going to do. All I know is that your body is going to respond to a workout. Your body's going to respond to food. And then we're going to pay attention to that response and make an adjustment and based off of that response. And then if, I mean, and that comes through accountability, that comes through support, consistent communication, and then letting them see that it doesn't need to be so complicated. It doesn't need to be so strict and like, the same thing all the time. Like it's, Hey, your body's changing. Is it working within your lifestyle? Do you have good energy? Cool. Let's keep doing it. Or is it, Hey, Tim, I really don't have time to work out five days a week. Like, perfect. Let's back it down to three. Is your body changing? Yes. Okay, cool. Then let's just stick with three day a week workouts. Like there's no need for you to try and throw off everything else just to fit this into your life. If you can still see results with less effort, like that's honestly optimizing everything that you're doing. And so I don't know if that really answered your question, but that's kind of the, um, that's how I explain that information part of it is we're going to give you something that we know is going to work. We're going to pay attention to how your body responds. And then based off of how your body responds, we're going to continue to dial in and make adjustments. It's not just a one and done thing. It's not just a, Hey, here's your stuff. Never talk to me again. It's, Hey, here's your stuff. We're going to pay attention to how your body responds based off of that response, make adjustments, do those adjustments work in your lifestyle? Yes. Okay. Then let's keep, and then we just keep dialing in, dialing in and dialing in until they're like, Hey, this is too overwhelming. All right, cool. Then this is where we cut off all implementation of anything new and you just keep doing what's been working for you. Is that? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and what I heard you say was pay attention to the response. So I, I, I think again, going back to my Google comment, getting information so quickly, I think that aligns in our minds to a, a quick response, right? Yeah. Just type it in, do it, it's done. Some responses are going to take a long time, particularly for, for, for people in healthcare who might have a new diagnosis of a chronic illness. That disease took a lot of years to develop. That weight gain took a lot of years to acquire. It's going to take some time. And maybe there's an impatience with information that it's so quick to get it it's a lot harder to implement it and that's the disconnect yeah or even people like things i mean people like things fast too it's like i mean i don't want to say i mean i get a lot of people that just don't want to do my program that or they say that it's too expensive but then people will go out and buy like a fifteen thousand dollar stomach stomach or whatever the heck it's called you know like a Whatever those surgeries are, yeah, whatever those surgeries are for, it's because that, you know, that physician can cure that in like what could take you two years to lose a hundred pounds or whatever, or a year to lose a hundred pounds, whatever it is, then like they could take care of it in 15 minutes or however long it takes to do a surgery. Like people want that something accelerated. And, um, 
and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's a, uh, but yeah, I guess just to kind of go along with the impatience. But then another thing that I wanted to bring up too, which is, um, which is interesting is that, cause I guess that's how I give information to my patients. But when I am getting information from other people, it's I, or so like for my coaches, for instance, and I'm going to bring this up and I'm comfortable doing so, but I actually had a relationship coach, like just not for like, so in 2020, I had a business coach, a mindset coach that were kind of intertwined in the same business and they helped me to learn a lot. But then um, I realized that they helped me grow in those areas of my life. And so early last year, I got a relationship coach because I was like, because I realized some of my business coaches, I don't want to say they were assholes, but they spoke about how their relationships kind of weren't happening while they were building their business. And I was like, well, I've, you know, I've learned a lot from these places. I kind of want to learn more about managing healthy relationships while growing a business and being an entrepreneur. And so we started talking about that stuff, but then we dive more into uh, like masculine energy, feminine energy, attraction, like how to be a high level man and attract a high level woman, all that kind of stuff. And the way that I was taught by the male coaches that I had, the mentors that I had was that everything that I was doing already was like, okay. There was just more efficient ways of doing it. And I don't know how to say it. Like one of the things, I mean, it was basically like pick up one-on-one though. It's like, if there was a girl that I wanted to hang out with, the whole idea from these men coaches, and this is just a simple thing. Cause I did learn a lot from the male coaches, but, um, and I'll make a 360 to this, like I'll make it come full circle. But the thing that like, if I was to want to invite a girl out, be like, Hey, I'm going to the coffee shop. Do you want to come along or not? If not, it's no big deal. And then in that kind of text, they're like, wait, like this dude is asking me out, but he doesn't really care if I come or not. So then maybe I should go because he's probably got other options. And like the whole idea of the male coaches that I was talking to were like, get the girl to chase you because you're the prize you're doing, you're going on your mission in life. And that's, I don't want to say that's the way that I was communicating before, but that's kind of, but that was kind of what I was reaffirmed to do of like, Hey, I'm going after my shit in life. If you want, if you want to be around, cool. If not, no big deal. I'll go find somebody else. And then in that you get the girl to chase you, but And so I implemented that and I learned from it what I could learn from it because that was just, I was like, I value this. I'm going to take it. I'm going to use it. But then literally like a month ago, somebody came across my TikTok, a female dating coach that said a lot of male coaches will teach you pick up one-on-one. They'll say that, that you're the prize. They'll teach you to get a girl to chase you, but masculine energy being a masculine man is pursuing with intent. And so if you're trying to get a girl to chase you, that's not masculine energy. But if you pursue with intent, if you text with intent and make it more about them, that's masculine energy. And I was like, shit, I was like, well, maybe. And so I honestly, I got on a call with her just last Wednesday and it completely changed. I mean, shit, I've even tightened up my business since then, because one of the things that I've learned from her is um, she said, or she asked me, she's like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, on or out of a relationship. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me, I'm, I was married. I've got a kid. I, there's a part of me that does want to find a high value woman to, I'll say, build an empire with or whatever, to travel around, to, to grow with. But then at the same time, 
I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. And so like, do I just keep going out on dates with, you know, multiple women, whatever. And uh, like, and I don't want to make it seem like there's any immaturity in it, but it's, but it's kind of like, I'm figuring that part of it out. Like, what do I really want? Am I happy with where I'm at? Or do I do, or do I want something like that? But then when she asked me, she's like, so you're telling me that all these girls or not all of them, but some of like that personal relationship that kind of messed with me this year, I was talking to her about it. And she's like, well, yeah. So you're telling me that you got upset because this girl was communicating with you in an inconsistent way, but you don't even know what you want. So how, and so you're like, you're inconsistent. Like we're all mirrors of each other. And so the reason why she was inconsistent is because you're inconsistent. And so you have to figure out what you want. You have to communicate that you have to have standards and boundaries. And if they're not met, then you have to stay accountable and walk away from it. And I'm like, shit. And so again, I was taught what I thought was good information by these male coaches, but then I implemented their stuff. I learned, I started implementing it in my own way, not doing it so much the exact way that they taught it. And then my mind was still open to more transformation. I got on a coat or on a call with this coach. And now I've learned that, you know what, even though that stuff was important, this is now going to be a more effective way to do it. And um, I think I just wanted to bring that up for the whole idea of how, you know, my criteria for information of, or at least in that sense is that, I find it, if I think it's valuable, I'm going to implement it until it's, until I not necessarily figure out another way of doing it, but um, kind of make it my own thing, or at least, you know, realize that it could be, yeah. I, I yeah. totally hear you. It, it's like you're, you're stepping forward in faith with the information that it will add value, but you're smart enough or aware enough to know that at some point you need to evaluate how's that working for me? And yeah, if, it, if it's working great, I'm keeping yeah. going. If it's not, oh my God, this is new information. I need to do that because that sounds even better. So that's yeah. an awareness. Again, that's a perspective shift, actually. I think that's a, a good segue into the second category, which is perspective. Your perspective shifted on how you were going to invest your masculine energy. And was it going to be passive or active? And then knowing or having an experience or, or knowledge or information that we are reflections of one another, um, the universe was giving you exactly what you were expressing in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, which is again, why it's been a, it's been a wild, it's been a wild year. I mean, more so over, over, I mean, shoot, I feel like I say that every month. It's been a really, it's been an amazing year of growth, but then I feel like over the past month, but I feel like I say that every month, like the past year was even more so, the past, or the past month was even more so, the past month was even more so, and it's just, yeah, continued to accelerate. And yeah, but then it's all transferable too, because even realizing that, I mean, like this whole, well, it's Wednesday, but like I had Duke on Christmas, took him back to his mom's, so they could do their Christmas. But then I started dialing in on like what my 2022 is going to look like having more standards and more boundaries of what that's going to look like because of that conversation with that coach. Like you are being inconsistent in the way that you communicate. And it's like, shit, am I being inconsistent in the way that I run my business? Maybe I am. And so now it's, everything's going to be more dialed in for 2022, which is why the, before we even started the call really, that's why I said 2021 was epic, but I'm way more excited about 2022 because yeah, just the, God, it's wild. I mean, just the accumulation of knowledge, wisdom, whatever you want to say, whatever words you want to put on it. 
has made me realize that, yeah, like I'm capable of way more, but it's just figuring out what's best for me, my lifestyle and, you know, having standards, boundaries, being consistent, all of that stuff. I could go even deeper than that, but that goes back to even like the pain that after my divorce, that some of that trauma from being in my, I don't want to say trauma necessarily, but um, like some of the stuff that uh, even talking to this relationship coach, I love being open about this stuff. Honestly, I love talking to people. Well, thank about you this for, for being honest. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's just, cause the thing is, and I'll even say too, am I allowed to use the F word on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay. Cause one of the things I was just talking to somebody the other day that um, a lot of people walk around in the world thinking they're not fucked up and they can get caught in that to where I'm like, I don't want to use the word fucked up necessarily, but we're all, or the whole dragon thing, like everybody is going through that stuff. But when you can actually like be aware that you're going through it, understand that the reason why someone's responding responding to you the way that they are or communicating with you the way that they are is because of either stuff that's going on with you and it's the reflection or there's stuff going on in their life. But if you can sit back and realize that, and it's like, you know what, this is, it's just the way that it is. And it's okay. Like there's, I almost actually reached out to that girl yesterday and told her, it's like, you know what? It was a really nice, like almost just to, cause one of the things the relationship coach said is she's like, I feel like you need to go back to your, whatever kind of pain was caused in your marriage. You need to go back to that and you just need to forgive it to move forward into 2022. And, um, and nothing like, my ex helped me with a whole lot of stuff, but one of the things that hurt me and this relationship coach talked about was that when there was one, or I have a, her parents had a neighbor that played for the Nebraska Cornhuskers and he was tall. He was an, he was an athlete, but then when he was living there, he was big out of shape, not really healthy looking, but then I would go over and mow my ex's yard or my ex's parents yard with my shirt off. And he'd always just give me a hard time. Or if we go over there, he'd give me a hard, like he'd give me a hard time. And it's, but all the time. And it's like, dude, just shut up. I get it. It's funny every once in a while, but when you do it every five minutes, it's enough. And, but then my, my ex would laugh right along with him. And that's, I feel like some of like, there was never like, you didn't have my back. You didn't support me and that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's some of the, like when I start getting, disrespect in the way that people are communicating with me, then it sets off that part of me. That's like, all right, that's it. Like we're done talking. And I can't, I don't want to say I turn into an asshole, but that just, um, Wall goes yeah. Up. yeah. And it's like, all right, you're being really disrespectful in the way that you're talking. And I just, I don't want that in my life, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I don't know, something like that. And then, uh, yeah. And so going back to, I guess, the whole idea of forgiving that part of my marriage and um, yeah, and I guess really like getting rid of that pain, so to speak. So then again, that's why I wanted to almost call. I almost called the girl yesterday to be like, you know what, like, it was really cool meeting you. I understand like where we're at in life. And um, but, it, you know, like, I like, there's no animosity. I know that we had some pretty intense conversations because of this, this, and this, but I, but I get why we had those conversations and, you know, and just because I was at a different place then than I am now, you're at a different place then than you are now. And 
we're going to keep growing into whatever we're going to grow into. But yeah, it was a, anyways. That's a perspective shift. That's exactly where yeah. I think most people um, do not spend enough time sitting in the emotion. Just like your coach said, go, go back to the pain, sit in it, understand it, realize that the goal is not to remove the pain from your life. It's part of you. Right. And it's going to creep up again because it's just a trigger. It's in our hardwiring. It's, it's programming. And uh, there's, you're not trying to wipe out the operating system. You're trying to understand the program. Yeah. So it's programmed a behavior in you that when it's triggered, the program runs and there's no adjudication of that. There's no um, ba uh, barriers or firewalls. Your perspective shift is there's a firewall now. It's uh, go tell the dragon to go sit down. Um, I yeah. appreciate why I'm feeling that way, but that doesn't mean it's going to control my behavior moving forward with this new relationship. Right. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. 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 So, wow. So if, do you see that? I mean, talking through that process, do you see in your coaching of people that actually your primary job is helping shift perspectives? Is that, is that yeah. the majority of your job is that, that, that might be information you have. It doesn't mean it's your truth. Here's how to evaluate it and sit with it. Here's how to turn it into behavior that leads to the goal that you're looking for. Right. Yeah. That, and then even just the whole idea of, um, or a lot of people just, they'll even say that I'm not motivated or I just don't have good habits. And, but then a lot of them just don't have the insight as to how habits work necessarily, or they get into self-sabotage and it's like, all right, well, this time it's going to be different. And so they, they have an awareness, but they don't know how to break through that self-sabotage or even in, you know, even just the thought and saying that when they share that I self-sabotage, it's like, you're aware of that, but you also, in you saying it, you know, that you can stop it, but it sounds to me like you're saying that you need more guidance and more accountability, or you need more, you need someone to have your back to actually help you see your way through it. Cause I feel like a lot of people will say I self-sabotage when I see my goals, but then it's like, well, if you know, it's there, then why, then why self-sabotage when really it's just, they, um, they need, I don't know, like they almost need some kind of human connection or they need some more high level support to their, they're verbalizing that to say like, Hey, I actually need help breaking through this self-sabotage. Just like how, you know, when I talk to my coaches, it's either, I can either say, Oh yeah, everything's perfect. Or I can say, Hey, this is the shit that's going on and they can help me break through it. And that's the, you know, same thing with habit development or even the idea of self-sabotage, which again, goes back to that perspective shift of helping people to realize that they can, that they can make changes on their own. It's just going to, it'll be a process to it. And yeah. Oh, I love how you said that. Um, hearing you say that reminds me of say, have you ever been to a Tony Robbins event? Never. Um, no, one of these I've days. Been, I've been to a few. And when I go see John Maxwell twice a year, or if I'm at a professional pharmacy meeting, I feel like I can conquer the world when I'm in those environments, right? You're with a group of people who are, I don't want to say like-minded, that sounds so cliche, but a lot of people who are of the same energy as, as mm -hmm. you. And then you come back home 
and it feels so hard. It feels so much harder to conquer, conquer the world. So I'm, I'm looking out my window and telling you this because there's a, um, a new tree we have growing in the backyard. Well, I'm thinking of, I had to prepare that dirt for that seed to grow in, to get the right roots, to be able to shoot for the sky the way it does. So it seems like when we're energized at these meetings or we're energized from an interaction with a coach and we feel like we can do it, we need to go make sure we're planting ourselves in fertile soil. Because if we're going yeah. back to the same environments that we, we've always been in, our likelihood of growth is going to be drastically diminished. It's like we've got to disrupt, if I can use that that term, right. disrupt yeah. our soil a little bit and find those new connections, those people that share your energy and can share the burden with you. So I loved how you said that, Tim. Yeah. And even in that thought too, like a lot of people will go to seminars and they soak up all this information, but they come back and do nothing with it, which I think comes down to, again, having someone else to give them insight as to, well, are you being disciplined and using the information or are you just sitting back and not going to do anything with it? And so when you have the accountability and the support, then it's, you know, were, were you disciplined this week? No. Okay. Why was it? What held you back? Well, this, this, and this, okay. Well, do you really want to break through this? Cause if so, then let's figure out how to break through this. But if not, then you're just going to stay where you're at. And a lot of that, I mean, even I was just talking with my private client group, uh, cause Marcus, I've been reading some Marcus Aurelius stuff lately. I've read a few of his stuff in the past, just but my mind wasn't where it's at now to understand it the way that I do. And so one of the things that he wrote was, um, oh gosh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but were you made to just, or were you made to go out and experience life or were you made to, uh, to just stay under the covers? And in the, in that it's, you have to have the conversation with yourself because it's sometimes it's hard for me to wake up in the morning and it's, no, nope, I'm, but then you have to have the internal conversation of, no, I'm more disciplined than this. I'm not going to stand under the covers. I need to go out and I need to experience life. And then it's one, two, three, let's go. And then I just get up out of bed because it's more so when I do the one, two, three, let's go. It's more of, if I don't get up, I'm letting myself down and I'm not the kind of person that lets myself down. And then um, you start to do that enough and you develop the habit of it. And that's, uh, yeah. So I guess it comes down to, again, you being brutally honest with yourself of how bad you want to change. Like even going to a seminar, people that really want to change will go back and they will implement the new information. But if they really don't want to change, it's like, oh yeah, that was exciting stuff, but I'm not really ready for it. So I'm just going to go and chill back home and hang out in the comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Until they go through enough to where they realize like where the scales tipped and it's like, okay, I've been in the comfort zone long enough. Kind of the whole reason why I got on a call with my relationship coach. And she even pointed it out. She's like the whole reason, like you, you are in this comfort zone of hanging out with women, the way that you hang out with women, but you also have this idea that it could be more. And it's like, well, yeah, how do I get there? It's like, well, you got to break out of your comfort zone. Like you have to start setting standards and boundaries and realize like, okay, this is a high value woman. Let's take it to another level to, you know, get out of that comfort zone of just you know, the way that I will say I, I date or yeah, I'll just say it like that, but yeah, it's all new, but it took again, me being brutally honest with myself of man, like what's going on. I, you know, I've been through dating coaches and I've, and I've learned a lot from them, 
but then also like, well, I want to, you know, I was like, I want to be better at whatever I'm doing, got on a call with her and she was able to put it into a different perspective. And then now it's honestly like, it's up to me. Like, do I keep in the same pattern that I'm going or do I implement this new stuff and be more accountable to actually um, move into like more of it, some more intention behind the dating and not just, you know, taking a girl out to eat just to, all right, let's go out to dinner, you know, like actually having it be more than that. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I love how, uh, how you said that it, it's choice, Tim, right? I mean, yeah, nothing has taken away your power of choice to step forward in any direction that you choose. You're, you're either choosing to or not. It's very binary in my opinion. Is that, right. is that fair? It's like one, two, three, go. It's one, two, three, make a decision um, yeah. or not. And making not making a decision is a choice. So right. you're still choosing. Um, you just may not have the awareness or the perspective that not choosing is, is making a choice. Right. Yeah. Solid way of putting it. Yeah. So um, I heard John Maxwell say this was back in August and I was just dumbfounded by this because it's so simple. He said, um, you cannot be the same, think the same and act the same if you hope to be successful in a world that does not remain the same. Yeah. So our environment's shifting every day. And if we think that safety and security and comfort is the answer, I think, I think we need a perspective shift. That, that right. might be a nice place to visit the comfort zone, but it's a terrible place to stay very long because the world's going to leave you behind and you're going to be a victim being consumed by dragon fire. Is, is that a way to sum up what we've been saying? <laughs> yeah, and definitely. And even, and that's where, I don't know, like conversations like this, but even conversations like this or even just having conversations with uh with other people like you, I don't know, like just by even having like the smallest conversation or like an eye-opening conversation with somebody, you can almost give them a glimpse of, I don't want to say change necessarily, but you can give them a glimpse of something that then in that they, like once they get a glimpse of some life-changing thing, like maybe it's a small glimpse or maybe it's a big glimpse, I'll write it like right away, but once you give them a glimpse, then they can run with it however they want, but there's no real reversing it. And I feel like that's again, like when you can be vulnerable to talk about like real life shit and at coffee shops or at meetups or whatever, then you have different conversations. You connect with people in a different way or people say something a certain way that you can actually, you know, connect the dots with finally. And then, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that but the whole idea i guess is just that people will stay stuck in their own way but then when you connect with when you start to open up or when you have the conversations with the right people then you can either give them a glimpse of something or they end up giving you a glimpse of something but then once that kind of eye-opening happens then i guess the it just starts getting bigger of how you see things i think that's what i wanted to say yeah that's that's beautiful i love it I absolutely love it. So, so Tim, I know we're coming up on the the top of the hour again. Thank you so much for your yeah, time. But, 
I know you're a busy man and I could keep talking about this stuff with you over a lot of coffee. So, so thank you. And I'm going to hold you to that quarterly conversation uh, that you said might be valuable. We're going to have to try that out to see if it adds value. Um, But I'm I'm just curious, 2022 from a vision perspective, can you, can you share with me emotionally how you want to feel in 2022? Because feeling has to be the source I think of belief and perspective and awareness. Um, and we don't, we as men don't share our feelings enough. And I'm, I'm just really curious how you want 2022 to feel when we talk later in the year. Mm. I don't know how to put it really. It's, maybe I think too much about it of like how to really put it into words, but I just um, ask it again, see if the way, ask it again, see if something clicks of like just how I feel, how I'll feel in 2022. Yeah. So, so in 2022, I know you have a lot of stuff across a variety of um, opportunities that, that you will either make a decision on and step forward or, or you will not, but nonetheless, at the end of 2022, based on your trajectory so far, something's going to change in what you do, how you act, how you behave, and how you feel versus what where you are now. So if you could describe for me, when we have this conversation in December of 2022, what will you be feeling then? I think the thing that keeps standing out in my mind, like it kept repeating as you were saying that, is just the the confidence in my ability to help people transform their lives. I feel like that's that's the one thing that came out. I feel like that's like right now in 2020 is when I, so in two, July of 2020 is when I quit my job with this idea that I could help people with some of the stuff that I had learned from physical therapy school, from my divorce, from all of that. And then 2021, business continued to grow, but I also grew a whole lot. And I actually, I mean, like I help people, like people that go through the program now, like I'm helping them with um, building better sleep patterns or sleep habits. Cause sleep is obviously important for recovery, weight loss, uh, stress management is another one. So it's not just fitness and nutrition, but sleep stress. Some of them are getting into gratitude, journaling, uh, meditation, just because I've realized again, like that's stuff that I've learned this year. I grew up on a farm. It's like, when you wake up, there was no mindfulness about it. It was like, just get up, do your shit. And, but I've realized how important it is to just calm in the, you know, to have that calm the first time in the day. And I've also learned better morning habits of um, like, instead of getting up and having coffee right away, putting hot, hot into my body and jumping into a hot shower, I have two cups of water, mainly for the idea of, um, you know, just, I was dehydrated for six to eight hours. Now it's time to get fluids back into my body. Just like when, you know, when you used to have to start the car up and let it warm up every, you know, for 30 minutes or whatever. Now it's different, but, uh, but yeah, like stuff like that is all stuff that I have learned throughout this year, which is accelerated my own growth, but it's stuff that I've been able to implement into, um, into like the coaching program, even, and I thought on that too, one of my clients was actually, he got on a call with me and he said, or we were on a call to where he was deciding if he wanted to do the program or not, a strategy call is what I call it. And 
he said, he's like, my, he told me that his wife was having an affair with him. And he's like, right now I either need to, he's like, I don't know if I want to change the way that I am or change my body to keep her around. And I was like, what are you trying to say? He's like, I don't know if I want to say it. It's like, do you want to be, or cause I was like, cause I want the same thing for you. Like, I want your marriage to, to work out, but if it doesn't, I want you to be a confident motherfucker that if it does, you're not going to worry either way. You're going to keep going about your business because you're this purpose driven man. He's like, that's exactly what I want. And so that stuff was stuff that I learned from these male relationship coaches. And then also after going through that weird little thing in April and May and, uh, so again, all of that stuff has now, I've been able to help people in a different way. And then even from this past call with the relationship coaches to where there's got to be more standards and boundaries and more consistency, it's made me dial in over the past week of like, all right, this is how business is going to look in 2021. And, you know, and then now for, I mean, it's 29th now, but stuff is getting even more dialed in of like, this is like to where I'm booking out travel in advance of like, I'm traveling here on this day, here on this day to where it's all essentially planned out. And um, so, yeah, I guess how I'll feel in 2022 is more confident in my ability to help people change. I've been confident in it, but also in my own awareness of just, there's a whole lot more ways that, I can help people. Now I'm growing in confidence and helping in those ways too, just because of all the stuff that I've learned and have actively implemented. Yeah. I, I mean, that comes across clearly. Confidence is, is going to be exponential in 2022. And the other thing that I, I think if I, if I can forecast, the other thing you will feel is that you were exquisitely intentional in 2022. There wouldn't, there wasn't going to be passive growth um, in your life, it was, it was going to be by choice and by intention. Um, yeah. and I think that's been a huge perspective shift for you, uh, that I've learned during this conversation. And even the thing too, is that I didn't think I was that way. Like I thought I was intentional throughout all of 2021, but looking back, it's like, man, you were kind of slacked a little bit, even though like, it's still, like I say, it's a lot of growth. It's like, man, you could have really stepped your stuff up, but I didn't know it because I didn't know it. But now looking back, it's like, all right, now you well, know, I know that's time now. to grow. Yeah. 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 It's wild, but it's, but it makes it exciting. that's why like, I, I'm, I don't want to use the word obsessed, but I am, you know, like my mom always says, she's like, dude, like you're living too fast. And it's like, well, maybe I am, but there's a part of me that, you know, like I, um, even that 62 year old, he sent me an email once that said, um, it said, or it was a quote that said, I want to be thoroughly used up when I die. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Like, I don't want to leave this world with more energy inside of me. And there's a balance of it, of course, of like balancing energy with my kid, with my travel, with business, with relationships. But it's, but there's also energy that goes into figuring out how to balance all of that. And it's, and it's fun. Like right now, you know, it's, that's where, where I get my energy from It's the obsession of not really figuring it out. Cause I know it's not going to figure it out, but just getting better at everything that I'm doing. Cause I'm doing a lot of stuff or how did I say it said, gosh, I texted somebody the other day and I was like, I'm doing a lot of shit. I'm just getting better at the shit I'm doing. And you know, and it's, yeah. 
or no, I said, I'm just a dude. I've always been a dude doing shit. Now I'm just a dude that's getting better, better at the shit I'm doing. That was my simple take on it. Like I'm just, uh, I'm going to put that in quotes. <laughs> that is. Cause I really, yeah. Put it in it. Cause that really is like, I've always been a dude from the time I know that we're over, but this is really fun. Like, cause the thing is like a lot of the people that I go to coffee with here, like they, or I shouldn't say that, but we don't really get into the talk about how I grew up. There's a few of my clients that know how I grew up. A lot of my coaches know how I grew up. And even one of my, well, that 62 year old, like he comes out, he actually flies out to Omaha every once in a while. That He's the guy that's buying, you know, property in Nebraska. But I took him back to my hometown. He's like, man, like you really grew up here. Like you had like, or even, and he's heard more of my story and he's almost compared it to I don't want to compare it to David Goggins, but he's like, you understood that kind of pushing yourself at a very young age. Like you understood pushing yourself like that in junior high. And it's like, yeah. And it's crazy. Cause I used to do some crazy stuff. And as far as the way that I would train mentally and physically, even back in junior high, and I don't know why I'm going off on this, but um, yeah. What are, yeah, I guess it's just the accumulation of, or no, because I've always, that was what it was. It's like, I've always been a dude doing shit. Like from the time I was in third grade or even fifth grade, I remember being on my mom and dad's dial up internet computer, like searching how to get bigger muscles, like obsessively, or I would even do research on the civil war. Like I, I remember used, I used to take um, history quizzes on the computer just for fun. Like, just cause I was obsessed of just learning stuff. And so I've always been a dude doing shit. Now I'm just getting better at all of it. And yeah. Yeah. That's well, I think that is um, maybe something lacking in, in, in people who are on a growth journey, they're not obsessed and they need to be. I, I remember yeah. back from our, earlier podcast recording in season two obsessed was a word that popped up I want to say I don't know it was 15 16 times in our conversation obsessed and and maybe without the obsession it's hard to build belief or it takes longer to build belief and and for you being obsessed that that obsession creates your truth which creates the belief that drives the actions that create your outcome. So your achievement so far in 2021 is a reflection of obsession. And that's a great thing. And, uh, you know, 2022 just looks scary from what's possible now that you're intentional about what you, you are obsessed about. Look out world. Um, Tim Tim Reed is here uh, to make a significant transformation in not only your life, but in the lives of others. And that's bigger than you. And what a great obsession that is. If you have a mindset that is less you and more about someone else. You you're you almost get it as a side effect uh, of your intentionality. You get everything you want because you're helping other people get what they want. And that's that's John Maxwell speaking right there. Uh, people, yeah. how does he say it? People will, if you help people get what they want, they will help you get what you want. Something right. something like that. Again, a reflection. Uh, yeah. Conversation. Before you leave, just a quick reminder that I know a lot of you wanted more from your podcasting experience, and that's exactly what we've done here at the Aesthetics of Leadership podcast. Head on over to aestheticsofleadership.com 
and learn about our membership community that you can be a part of. See you soon.